Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have the one and only Haley Burkhead joining us today. Haley is the creator of Recurring Profit and the host of The Scalability Show. She specializes in using sales psychology to help entrepreneurs phase out their clients and create 10K evergreen months with a course or membership site. She is the real deal, you guys. You have to check out her podcast. She is just a wealth of knowledge. And I'm so excited to have her on to chat with us about how to kind of get into the process of scaling your business, how to create a scalable business and all the good things. So I'll kick it over to Haley. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like about your journey, how you got into this. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. It is so great to meet everyone. If we have not yet met, I am Haley and I'm so glad we are meeting right now. Um, I specialize in helping a lot of service-based entrepreneurs that have a ton of client projects on our plate that make them feel like they're a full-time freelancer, like their entire business is all on them all the time. Help them transition from that time-sucking business that they've built, which is amazing. You know, you got those client invoices coming in, those proposals going out. It's great. It's just maybe not the lifestyle or the business that you want forever. And so what I help people do is transition from that place into from the time-sucking business into a magnetic business, which is where you have an evergreen sales machine leading to a course or membership site. So we take that beautiful secret sauce on your brain. We put it into a program format, like just an online video, things that people can pay access to. We have an evergreen sales machine, one big magnet that brings people in there. And that's the magnetic business. So I hope people get to uh, consistent 10K plus months within their first like 90 to 120 days in the recurring profit program. And it is so much fun. That is amazing. Um, So I know that you are really big on um, having like that sales funnel built out. And the one question I think I, I hear a lot whenever I talk about this with other people is they're always asking like, how, how in the world is it possible to have that kind of income without growing your audience, which is like such a hot button topic Mm. right now. Everybody's like, you have to grow your audience. You have to grow your audience. But I feel like that's not really something you harp on. So can you touch on that for us? Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many times I see entrepreneurs waste their time. Like guys, we have lives and families and kids. Like we can't be on social media and creating content five to six hours a day whenever you're getting nothing from it. Let's be honest. I it's, it's a complete waste of time and I get really fired up about this. So I'm sorry in advance. I'm going to get a little bit passionate, but I am, I'm, I'm so big on my time and I'm so big on my energy and I want to make sure that I protect it. And so by doing that, I'm very strategic. So, um, this was about two years ago. I was at this nine to five job. I was working in an agency hated it, uh, quit. I had $12 in my business bank account and I had a membership site idea. Okay. With that $12, I went from $12 to $36,000 a month in six months. I did not have a big audience whenever I had that $12. Um, I did not have, I didn't have an email list actually. You know, everyone's like, build your list, build your list. I had not only just zero people on my list, I didn't even have a list. So there's that. And then, um, I didn't spend any money on ads because you should not be spending money on ads. I did not do live launching all of the things. And it's because I looked around and I saw all these amazing marketing gurus and what they were teaching 
it just didn't land well with me. It really didn't. I felt like there had to be a better way. And so I created it. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I'll create the better way. So I created the recurring profit method where I have one evergreen sales machine. So what is an evergreen sales machine? It's basically like a sales funnel, like Laylee was talking about. So we have one webinar that's completely automated that's sending people to a checkout page not a sales page. We're not creating those long sales pages. You don't need one. Whenever you use conversion sales psychology in a webinar, you honestly don't need, I didn't have a sales page when I got to 36,000 a month either in six months. We still don't. My team is like, Haley, we need a sales page. And I'm like, mm, I'll just keep putting it off because we don't need it. And now we're at like a 1.5 or $2 million or something right now. It's like, we still don't have a good one. Um, I just like keep like pawning it off on a contractor and then I don't like it and I never show it. I just, I don't believe in that because our conversion sales psychology is so strong. I'm not going to harp on that anymore. I'm sorry. Evergreen sales machine. Then you just need one big magnet. So that magnet uses attraction cell psychology, right? So attraction cell psychology, it basically imagine like all of your really amazing people are just like sitting in a living room together, okay? That magnet is going to go whoop, and then all those people, they just come to the sales machine. It, it's literally, it's really great. So then whenever they're in the sales machine, they have a really fun, engaging experience. It's not a, it's, you're not, I think a lot of people, when they think of webinars, they think, oh, I have to scare people into buying my product or, oh, I'm going to sound like a car salesman. I'm going to go, uh, or like a, what are those, what are those, uh, people called the, when it's like $5, $10, $15. Like the auctioneer. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like the auctioneer of like, what are we going to do? How much money are we going to make? It's like, it kind of gives off that vibe. The reason why it gives off that vibe is because you've probably seen a lot of click funnels type webinars or you know that that type of webinar. You do not need to use fear tactics for people to buy from you. You want to lead people to the cell. And you want to lead them in a fun, engaging way that's awesome. So that's what that's what I teach people. I'm very big on that. Your webinar should be a positive PR experience for your brand. And then you should have new smiling, paying students every single day. So that magnet, going back to the question why you don't need a big audience, is because if you have this sales machine set up, right, then that magnet, what if that magnet doesn't rely on paid ads getting to paid leads? What if it doesn't rely on live launching? And if it doesn't rely on live launching, it doesn't matter how many people are following you on social media or listening to your podcast. It doesn't matter because that magnet relies on cold, free leads, cold, free leads. So a cold, free lead, the word cold means they don't know you basically. So hot means, wow, they know you really well. They've probably been following you for a long time. Warm is, I know that chick. And then cold is, I don't know her from Adam. So those are the three stages, cold and then free. So a lot of people talk about cold paid, which is Facebook ads, right? You're paying no one. They don't know you at all, but you're paying for them to become a lead. We don't want to do that because whenever you pay for Facebook ads at the very beginning, Usually what happens is they're really expensive. And if you don't have just a ton of extra cash sitting around, not the best strategy because what I don't, I don't want this to happen to you. Okay. It's like whenever you, let's say you get $500 in the door, it's immediately leaving you back into Facebook ads. And then you have a cash flow problem. You see, you need to actually keep the money that you're making. That's important. We want to spend money. We want to invest. We want to grow really fast and invest money, but we don't want to do it in a way to where every single penny you make, you're immediately putting it back into ads. And then live launching, 
I mean, I know we've heard about the PTSD effects of live launching. Oh my goodness gracious. It is a little bit crazy, especially people with smaller audiences, which if you're a service-based entrepreneur, you probably don't have a big audience because you're probably busy actually serving the clients that are paying you, right? I mean, it makes sense. So if we have that, then let's say you have a thousand to 2000 people on your Instagram. Okay. And then you're live launching to these people. So you spend a hundred hours because live launching is intense. The way people teach it, I'm like, what the crap are you guys doing over there? I mean, it's like you have the one month pre-warm up email series and content series. And then you have to talk about the webinar for seven to 14 days. Then you have to present it. Then you have the follow-up series, which is another two weeks with a ton of timers and confusing things. And I'm just like, oh, this is too much. So you're spending over a hundred hours creating this live launch to make less than $5,000 from a small audience. And then what happens? You're stuck. You look around, you're like, great. I have $5,000. I don't know how to repeat this because I can't launch to the same people. Those 2000 people already heard from me. I can't do that next week. And I don't have another hundred hours. So that's the conversation that I feel like most people are having with themselves. That is why I really recommend cold free leads, which means you're going to tap into someone's audience that is bigger and you're going to pay them for each sell. And I call them partner campaigns. So that way you can go piggyback off of someone else's audience. They love it because they don't have to fill the product at all and they just get paid for it. And then you're going to 10K months off of partner campaigns. Then once you get 10K, then we can spend money. Okay. That was a lot. Thank you for letting me talk that long. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Cause I feel like you would, you answered every question I would have asked you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it actually was awesome. And I love like hearing how passionate you are about it too. Um, oh, it am. makes, yeah, it makes it, it like, it makes me excited and be like, I'm sitting here questioning, like the last launch I did of the creative educator Academy was a mm -hmm. live launch and oh, cool. girl, that is probably why I haven't reopened doors because yeah. it's like, that was so exhausting. I love it. And I'm so passionate about my product that, like you said, I just feel like it does, it, it drains people. And like, you do get yeah. a little bit of PTSD from it. Cause you're like, I don't want to sell this. I just want people to know how awesome it is. And then just like, come buy it. Exactly. It's like, and you know that your program is so freaking amazing, but now you're spending your time recovering instead of spending your time serving, which isn't that what we want to do. It's like all of us have these big hearts. Like I know that because you follow lately. It's like, if you have this big heart, then why would you want to spend all your time selling? Like, why don't you automate the selling? That's fun and engaging. It's not bad automation, but you automate the selling so you can spend the majority of your time serving and then showing more people like, Hey, come over here. If you're doing that, you're not only going to get to half million, million way quicker, but it's also going to be way more fun and take way less time. So we can have more kid time, hobby time, you know, partner time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I'm all about, um, my listeners know I'm all about balance and having time to actually live your life and to create a life that you love and that you actually have time to enjoy. So that is awesome. Hey, my fellow creative friend, I know that being a business owner comes with a ton of admin work, but it does not have to feel overwhelming. Today's show is brought to you by HoneyBook, the CRM for creatives that I personally use in my own business. HoneyBook has made my client management, accounting, and contracting so much easier. Plus, the back end is gorgeous and very user-friendly. You can try HoneyBook for free today, plus get 50% off your first year by heading to our show notes and using the referral link there. Trust me when I say from personal experience, HoneyBook is life-changing. 
Um, okay, so real quick side note, I just love, and you've done this already. I love that you don't ever shy away from talking about like real numbers. And I <laughs> no. know that money can be a touchy subject, especially for women, be just because of like the way that yeah. society has trained us. And I always hate that. My listeners know, like, we keep it real on this show, but I'd love Good. for you to like tell us a little bit about how you came around to viewing money as something that is like not something to be shied away from. Like, let's own the fact that we're like killing it and doing well. Yeah or the opposite really. And just, um, like, how did you come around to viewing money in this way that was like no longer a touchy subject? Yeah, I think I was definitely not raised this way. I can tell you that much. I was raised in a small town in Arkansas, very survival mode mindset. there, very scarcity. You hang on to the money you save. Um, I was never allowed to buy anything that wasn't on a clearance rack, which I'm totally, I'm so thankful I'm so thankful for that teaching because even in business today, like I'm not a very materialistic person. I only buy what I need. I'm so thankful that I have that mentality, but it was also a little bit too extreme growing up. And so whenever I started owning a business, I, I would tell my parents like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And they would start giving me this advice. And I noticed that there was a, a gap between, oh, if I want to go, like I was looking at successful people who I wanted to be like, and I was getting advice from someone that I've always admired, but wasn't who I wanted to be like. And so what I realized was all of the, what the voices that I am letting in my head do not need to be people that I don't want to end up like. And I love my parents. I, I want to be them with when, when it comes to their personality and like strengths and they're so amazing. I have fabulous parents but I don't want their life. You know, like I'm an entrepreneur. They are not entrepreneurial. They don't understand this. They don't care. They don't want to. That's totally fine. It's not their strength. They're amazing people. But I was so different. I'm all, I've always been so different. And so what I need to do is I have to realize that I can't think like someone that I don't want to be like. So if I want to think like, who do I want to be like? I started listening to these people. They talked about money. A wealthy, rich people that are the most giving people in the world have zero attachment to money. It comes in, it leaves, it comes in, it leaves. It's a flow. There's no need to hang on to it tight. It's a simple flow. And that's the way they viewed it. They talked numbers because it's just a number. And I loved that. I, it's just, it took so much pressure off of money. And then when I realized I was, I do income reports online. So I tell everyone how much money I've made every month and you know, it's interesting. I do trigger a lot of people and people are like, you know, you're either they think you're showing off or they, or they use that number to shame themselves of, oh, I can never be there. Or like, there's a lot of different reactions to it. And I think that's good. I want to challenge people to think differently. I want to trigger people because I want you to see, like, I really want every woman, every person, but specifically women to see like, Listen, you've been told your entire life that you're not enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're too loud. You're too this. You're too, you're not ladylike. Like what, whatever, all this stuff. It's like, no, you can be whatever you want to be and you can do whatever you want to do if you stop shying away from being direct with what you want. If you want $500,000 a month business, go, you go get it. What's stopping you? The only thing that's stopping you is you. And I want to be an example for women that see, oh, wow, she started with $12, no business degree in nowhere, Arkansas, and was so alone and didn't even have a husband next to her because he was football coaching all the time, no support, to, 
a $2 million plus dollar business. However, we're going to be growing to a 26, 200 million. Like I want to keep growing. I want to keep growing because I want to keep impacting. And I started from nothing. It's like, if I can do this, I want to show and be an example for what other people can do too. And that's why I'm so passionate about numbers. I love that kind of money mindset that you have. And I think it's something that I think more of us could benefit from than we even think about because so often people don't even think about it. It's like not forefront of their mind. And, and I think that we kind of all suffer from this mentality of money shouldn't be an end goal, but it's like, if your end goal is impact or your end goal is reach or your end goal is helping other people, whatever your end goal is, a lot of times, like the missing piece of that is that you have to have money to make that happen. When also, why do we feel the need? Like, why can't you have money? Absolutely. Like money helps more people. So I, I think we have attached this thing of like, oh, if I have money, I'm becoming an evil person because we have seen, especially the media has portrayed rich people as bad. There are rich people that are terrible booties, totally. But there are also some of the rich people that I know that are way richer than I am are the most giving people. Whereas you see some of these other people, even in middle class, where they're so scarcity minded, they, they're not giving at all. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you look at the scientific data behind money, you actually move up in the hierarchy of needs where you start thinking about bettering the world and finding your purpose in life. You can't think about that stuff when you're thinking about feeding yourself or paying your bills. Like money is important. Also, money exposes who you already are. So if you are, which you know, you're a great person. You are the most loving individual. You care about everyone around you. Money is going to be able to amplify who you already are, which is something that you should be excited about. The more money you make, the more people you are helping and are able to help. I, I truly agree with that statement. I think it's so true. And I, I just think that it's something that I really wanted you to touch on because I think it's something that nobody's really talking about. And I think it's something that's so important, especially for creative entrepreneurs, especially for people who are kind of in it on their own, at least in the beginning before they grow their team. Like it's okay to have these goals and you should chase them. And then there's so much good that, that could come out of it. It's not something to be like embarrassed about. So often I see people, I don't know if you've noticed this too, Haley, but like people will say they'll be doing really well and they'll be really successful. And if you like applaud them on that. Or if you compliment them on that, they downplay it, especially women. I hear all the time. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's just like, I only made X amount or like, oh, well, if you knew how much my expenses were, like, there's always an answer that downplays their success. And that kind of drives me a little bit crazy. Oh, me too. I'm like, you, why are we not owning it? Do you don't see any man doing that? Like, well, you know, my expenses, it's like, no, they take full credit for that. And they are telling everyone. And it's like, we manifest what we speak out. You know, it's like, we speak what we want into existence. Are we going to speak the shy, the like, oh, that attitude. It's like, we don't want to speak that out into existence. We want to be, we don't have to be aggressive. I'm a very aggressive person, but like, we don't have to be aggressive. We just want to be bold. I think that's the word that I want to use. It's like, I want you to be bold every time you have a success. I want you to be the most celebrated person, even if you're the only person celebrating yourself. Because I remember when I had all those wins, I had $36,000 a month. I had a half million dollar business in six months, fastest growing in the industry. I had no one to celebrate with. 
my, I mean, my husband was gone. He was literally working 14 to 15 hours a day. I was living in a, in a house alone with no, I didn't know anyone because it was such a small town and it was a terribly racist, ignorant farmer backwards town. It was terrible. I didn't want to get to know anyone. And so I was super alone. I was, I still celebrated myself. And I think that's super important, especially as a woman. I love that story. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and thanks for going like down that tangent with me. Cause I think it was like a super important yes! subtopic. Um, it is. Okay. So let's kind of like switch back to thinking through this whole idea of scaling your business, creating a scalable offer. Um, and well, before we do that, I know that you talked about, uh, you work with your students on like the either building up a scalable course or membership. Um, how do you, this is a question I get a lot and I literally don't know the answer to it. So I'm, I, this is me being completely like, oh, okay. just help me out here. Cause I don't know how to answer it. Um, how do you choose or how do you advise people to choose between a course and a membership? This is what I see a lot in my students. Mm. I kind of like the way I approach it is like, let's look at your offering. Let's look at what you want to put into it. Let's look at like your community, all the things. And we go through and audit it together, but do you have like a different perspective to choosing between having a course or having a membership? Yes, I do. I do. I think the reason why so many people are confused is because marketing has confused us. I mean, you look at these people that are membership site specific only, and they're selling you on the reason why you should have a membership site. And then there are courses that teach on how to make a course. It's like, okay, it's just, it's become a mess. And I think I think that's why it's so confusing. So I'm going to shock you because I, I'm sure you probably heard every else that you have to spend all this time creating a perfect offer. It only comes down to two things, pricing and content. So the pricing guide I created for recurring profit, it literally works for you, your audience, wherever you are. I'm going to give you some average pricing. So a membership, let's say a membership, it's like a subscription type pricing model. Okay. Like it tends to be lower price payments that drop on your bank account month after month after month. I recommend pricing a membership anywhere from 27 to $297 a month. Then there's a course. So a course pricing is typically one set price with a payment plan option. So I recommend pricing anywhere from 197 to $2,000 for a course. So that's pricing. Now for content, if you were to look at a course or a membership on the back end of a job or a software like that, it can look the exact same. And so many people think that there's two completely different things. The reason why people think it's two completely different things is this. It's so what a lot of people are teaching is that you have to add like those monthly trainings. Have you, have you heard that too lately of like the membership shift? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like most common I hear is like, oh, like you have your core content. And then the thing that makes it a membership is either you're like constantly dripping out new content and, or doing like live monthly or bi-monthly trainings mm -hmm. and you're like available X amount of hours or whatever. Right. Yeah. That is false. <laughs> I had a membership site. I didn't do any of that stuff. And my members got way better results because of it way better results. So like I have watched online marketing influencers teach to consistently give your audience more content every single month. It's tempting because it sounds shiny and pretty because it feels like you're giving them more value, which I mean, it locks them in to keep paying. So the equation in our mind is new content every month equals more payments, right? That's what we think. But what's happening is 
this is confusing and overwhelming every single paying student you have, and they won't stay because they feel like they're always behind in your program. So instead of this, I want to keep things super simple so you can be super scalable, which means you're going to add all these new spelling paying members and whether you have a course or membership site doesn't matter. And, and, and no one's going to be confused. We're all going to know how to get to the end result. So the basic premise of every course or membership site, here's the basics, new student joins, and then imagine a circle in the middle that's program content, and then it leads to results. So the program content, that is what people are actually paying for. We're going to position that as what gives them the result, not the community, not the live calls, not any of this. We're selling the content. I think people forget that because like, what to put all those shiny bonuses there. Now, if your answer is, so do you want a community? That's the question I have in my head. Do you want a community? If the answer is no, I just saved you a bunch of time. You should just do a course right now because a membership site is expected to have a community, right? So if you want a course, you can have a community as a course. You can have live calls as a course. You can have all those things as a course. It's just not expected. So you can position them as bonuses. But if you're like, nope, I refuse to do a community, just go the course route super duper easy. If the answer is yes, you do want a community, which a lot of people are wanting a community. I find like over 85 to 90% people do want a community. So you're in the majority. Great news. But the course or membership site can have a community so you can pick either one and be just as successful. So the big question is what type of pricing do you want to have? Do you want a subscription payment or do you want to have a one set price? And I mean, that, that's really the only difference that I see because both have the program content, either can have community live calls and that that's it. That is super helpful. And I like, it actually makes total sense to me as well. Even as someone who like has tried to work through this question so yeah. many times, I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. I feel like just by weeding out the whole, like, do you want a community? If the answer is no, here's a clear cut answer. I think will help so mm -hmm. many people. So I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Okay. So what are a few steps? And I know that we talk a lot about scaling your business and you have shared this already about what it means to you when you talk about scaling your business, but what yeah. are like a few steps that like just this week, our listeners can take, um, to work toward creating a more scalable mm -hmm. business or taking their current business and kind of shifting toward scaling it. We work, we have a lot. I think a lot of our listeners are service-based, um, creative entrepreneurs, some are educators, some are not, um, What's just some, some quick steps some of our listeners can take? Yeah, I want you to, number one, in your head right now, I want you to think, what result do I want to help people achieve in a course or membership site? So, like, if you're thinking about creating a scalable offer, like a course, or what do you actually want to help people achieve? And then two, how do you want to price it? Those are the two main things that I feel like you just got to really lock down. And then if you want help, if you want me to like look through your offer, see if you'd be a good fit, you know, for recurring profit and all that stuff, just DM me. I, if you would like spill your guts, girl, you can go wild, spill your guts about your program. I, I specifically want to know what the result and price point is. That's going to be a big thing. And then just go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Haley Burkhead. But those are the first two steps. I would say, just make sure you've nailed those down because then from there you can start thinking, okay, what do I want? I want consistent 10 K plus months, or I want 5 K or 15 K 20 K, whatever you're wanting, write that down and then start making a plan to get there. I love that. I think that's super actionable and something people can do right away. And by the way, like I can totally vouch Haley is awesome in her DMs. Um, so definitely <laughs> DM her. She is amazing. I am so appreciative. I spend most of my day there. Oh 
who doesn't know really, um, it's a problem, but okay. So before I let you go, I would love to hear, um, way always my signature question on the show is what is your unpopular opinion about this topic? So what's your unpopular opinion on scaling a business? I think it's about spending more money. I, I think if I'm investing in something, I'm going to be investing in my brain, not investing in ads. And, and that's how I always ran my business. I think, I think back to all these people, like I have friends that are literally making a hundred thousand dollar months, but guess how much money is going to ads 70 to 80,000 plus they're paying their team. So they're actually in the negative margins and they're in the red, which means they're losing money. It's like I had a $130,000 month, but had a 70% profit margin. And that's all a hundred thousand dollars of that was in monthly revenue, which means it's coming in every single month for 12 months straight. So it's something to think about of like, how do you want to build your business? A big thing for me has always been stability because I'm a very risky person and I have to make sure that whenever I take risks, I have a stable foundation to take risks on. So it's just taking a risk on top of another risk. So think through, um, think through how you, how you want to spend money on your business. I would much rather invest in my brain any day than a paid app. I love that. I I have personally made what I would consider a mistake of paying for a lot of ads (laughs) before in the past that either, um, they kind of converted or they didn't like truly convert. And I realized like, Oh, I really could have just pocketed that money. Uh, especially like, I just think there were so many better results that came from like partnering with people or doing affiliates, you know, all those things. And then, and then of course I completely agree. I mean, I'm totally biased with when it comes to education, but I just think investing in your brain is like a hundred percent where you should start. And I, I do, I do agree with that unpopular opinion. Yeah. And, and it could, doesn't even have to be a program. I want to say like investing in your brain doesn't have to be going and buying another course. I mean, I, I, I don't think you have to, I think it's just investing in your brain, like investing time in mapping out your vision and mapping out your numbers and actually thinking it through. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm so big on brain health. So big. Absolutely. I totally agree. Oh, thank you so much for coming on Haley and for like yes. sharing all of this amazing knowledge with us. Um, again, you guys make sure to check Haley out. I will link her in all of our show notes, but like she said, you can find her on Instagram all day long. <laughs> yes. Thanks Haley. <laughs> thank you. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.